Hello, I'm Johnny Pierce, executive editor and publisher for Good Faith Media. Welcome to the Good Faith Reads podcast. Today, we're joined remotely by Bill Henderson, who lives in beautiful Black Mountain, North Carolina. Welcome, Bill. Thank you, Johnny. It's good to be with you. I really appreciate the 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 meaning of the term nurturing faith because you are nurturing our faith to give us a chance to read people that that we wouldn't necessarily get a chance to hear all the grand stuff that they're thinking and writing about. So thank you. You are nurturing our faith. Well, thank you so much, Bill. Bill's a former pastor and a, a very experienced interim pastor who is the author of two nurturing faith books, New Psalms from the Old Psalms, and the second book, A Daily Prayer Short and Sweet. Bill, let's start by talking about new psalms from old psalms. What is it about the psalms that intrigue you, and what was your motivation for writing this book? Well, the intriguing word really is more like a surprising. I I was just surprised because I was frustrated one evening when I wanted to sit down and and have an experience of of an honest conversation with the Lord, and uh, I couldn't find anything but old words that didn't express it for me. And so I began to write something. I, I, that was my first experience. So it was a, more of a surprise than an intrigue. But I, I would have to say I've always been enthralled with the Psalms because of a marvelous teacher I had at Southeastern Seminary named John I. Durham, just one of the greatest writers and, and speakers and thinkers uh, who loved the Psalms and who made it so prominent in my life. Well, how does rephrasing the Psalms invite someone into a closer engagement with God, uh, one that you even describe as disarmingly raw, real, and rigorous? I'll give you an image that comes right out of Scripture, and that is Jacob by the river Jabbok, who is wrestling with angels. And here's a guy who can't sleep at night. And many times our prayers are born in moments like that. Uh, but to think of prayer as wrestling with the angels, to me, is something that, that could uh, incite other folks to uh, literally have permission to uh, wrestle with the angels and then to get permission to, to speak and find themselves literally in the presence of God and able to, to articulate the things that they would like to have said if they had had courage enough to do it. Well, before moving to your next book, let's let listeners know that we've known each other for a long time, uh, more than 45 years, beginning when I was a student at Berry College, and you were the youth minister at the First Baptist Church in Rome, Georgia. So we go back a long way and share a lot of uh, friendships. And one of my favorite people among the many fine people in that church was Harold Story, who became your father-in-law. And you assisted us in our publishing of Harold's memoirs, A Man of Peace Goes to War. Why did you want his story out for others to know? I have been hearing his stories, of course, for years, long even before we married. Uh, and and Rena is, is, is his daughter, but she had never heard his stories uh, until uh, literally after she had gone off to college and, and Tom Brokaw's book, uh, encouraged writers and and others to to uh, begin to express their stories of World War II. And then when suddenly we began to realize that the nation was waking up to the fact that we were losing our veterans, 
by the hundreds every day, Harold's stories became very real to me. And I thought to myself, I can't keep these to myself. So I gave him a, a, a blank book one Christmas and said, Harold, you've got to put some of your stories down. When he got a driver, uh, a college boy from Barry who came in and spent time with him, he started uh, dictating literally his stories. And that was the beginning of his, of, of writing out his book. I wanted other people to hear stories that had always just been in, amazing to me right out of the war. It made it all come alive. Well, he was a remarkable man with remarkable stories. I'm so glad uh, that we were able to publish that book. Now let's move to your second book, A Daily Prayer Short and Sweet. You say that prayer should be as natural as breathing in and breathing out. What do you mean by that? I've had the pleasure of talking to a lot of people about prayer and about their prayers. And it's interesting. People kind of mumble and fumble around and can't really articulate much about how they pray or when they pray or 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 what form it takes. And it's it, that's always intrigued me. Um, I, I had one person who told me, well, it's not like you think. It's not like what I learned in elementary school about a fire alarm where you stop, drop, and roll. He said, prayer is not like that for me. Uh, prayer is just something that's ongoing. I read something recently. Uh, I, I love to read Be uh, Buttrick's book about prayer, wh who talks about um uh, the, the lofty element of prayer that gives us a chance to articulate things to the Almighty. But then I read Abraham Heschel, uh, a good rabbi that most of us, many of us are familiar with, who uh, said something recently, and that is that uh, the naturalness of prayer is, is a natural response to, to living in the mystery that we have been given. And that's a lot of what it's like for me, uh, the natural breathing. And those who talk about their prayer, uh, who really have a living conversation with God, can hardly express it. It's just something that you do naturally, like breathing in and out. Well, in your own life, how has prayer evolved during your spiritual journey from the time you were in childhood uh, until today? I would love to ask you, Johnny, how did how did you learn to pray or when did it start for you? And, and, and it started for you much the same way it started for me and for everybody else. As children, we learned to pray somehow, uh, it, it, you know, at our, our, our bedside, when our parents are hearing our, our bedside prayers, or we learn to pray at church, or you heard something in a little Sunday school classes or something, but we all learned to pray. And, and, and in many different traditions and in many different contexts, we're all learning to pray different ways. And I didn't know it was a journey. Uh, in fact, it surprised me and a little bit frightened me when my prayers began to take different forms. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm losing it. I, I need to get back to the stuff that I originally learned. Um, but I'm also finding that that happens to a lot of people when their prayers begin to evolve. That, that many of them don't know how to change and move beyond what they learned in childhood. And so they quit. And I'll guarantee you that uh, uh, if, if we did a lot of research right now, we'd find a lot of people who quit praying and just simply leaving it up to a church or to some prayer book somewhere to say some words for them that will help them feel like they're having a conversation, but they really aren't. So 
for me, it, it is an evolving experience that has finds itself in different. Uh, I, I, w- I was in the army because of requirements of ROTC and I'll guarantee you praying became a, another ball game there. Uh, but then I began when I became a, pre- a pastor learning to, to pray pastoral prayers and then being told that I prayed too long and I needed to pray short prayers. And then I began to hear people say all the time, pastor, would you lead us in a brief prayer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and so it all, it's always changing and evolving. I, I love to be around uh, uh, people who tell you, well, I stand on the shoulders of giants, but the truth is we're kneeling beside humbled people like Buddy Sheridan, who, who talks about how much he loves to, to uh, find himself in the, the prayers of, of liturgical churches. And like James Hyde, who has found himself praying in the Quaker tradition in, in utter silence um, and so many people like that. But Dr. Durham, uh, John, John Durham talked about prayer, really, uh, any way you get into it is permission into the presence of God. And that's, that's how it evolves for me. I find myself in the presence of God or hungering for the presence of God in so many different times and ways that it takes a different form in so many expressions. Well, how might your book be beneficial to others who perhaps struggle a bit with prayer or they just might be looking to enrich their own prayer practices? Well, uh, I've been reading about prayer and every time I do, I feel like it's like uh, it's, it's like a, a stimulus check I get. Uh, it it causes me uh, to broaden my understanding of prayer and, and get a broader permission about kinds of prayer and ways of prayer. And so my, my book is, is a devotional material. And, it, and it's, it's, if I would offer you my book, it's not so that you'd be thrilled with my words, but so that you'd find yourself stimulated uh, to, to uh, and, and, and with, with my investment of, of my words, you find yourself stimulated to, to find your own words and find more permission to talk more honestly with God. So that's the way I hope it would affect a struggler and also to, to, you know, to uh, help a person who wants to enrich their life. Well, both of your books that we have talked about uh, today carry the subtitle, Real Conversations with God. In what way do these two books share that purpose? Because they're honest and because they are an outpouring of my heart Uh, When I began to write uh, or rephrase the Psalms, as you'd use that term, um, I I was surprised at how the words just flowed forth from me. And it came really because I was so familiar with the Psalms. You remember the old daily Bible reading that we all used to have to check on our eight-point record system? Well, my daily Bible reading paid great dividends in my life. I was very familiar with the Psalms, and it surprised me. But as I prayed the Psalms, uh, I, I found myself hungering to be able to be more honest and to, and to speak uh, in more real terms. I remember a song from Ken Meadham about, uh, about coming to church and, and, and saying, if this is not a place to cry, then where can I cry? And, and in, in our prayers, we have permission to express ourselves more honestly if we, if we will. Uh, 
Um, I, I have real conversations are important and to, to walk into the presence of people in a social environment and find yourself talking about the weather is such a cheap imitation of a real opportunity to have a real exchange with somebody. And it's just like that with God, you know, to come into the presence of the almighty and to find yourself scrambling for some words that have been written years ago that don't mean anything or don't express anything for you is a lost opportunity. Sometimes I think about prayer, like, like, uh, being fed uh, at a, at a dinner table, you know, prayer sometimes is the main course, but sometimes it's just the appetizer for what's to follow. Or sometimes it's the dessert on what you've already experienced. So prayer is just a, a phenomenal opportunity of, of different sorts and real conversations make you come into the presence of a real living God. And that's what uh, I hope these two books can mean that, to, to people who have them. The titles of these two books by Bill Henderson are New Psalms from the Old Psalms and A Daily Prayer, Short and Sweet. Bill, thanks for joining us for this Good Faith Reads podcast. Thank you. Nurturing faith is a great exp expression of lots and lots of writers. And I'm so grateful that you've given us an opportunity. You're, you're keeping up a great tradition and a real hallmark of the Baptist through the years. And that is, we get a chance to share the wonderful morsels that other people are thinking and reading and expressing. Thanks for nurturing faith. It means a lot to me. Well, these two books by William G. Henderson Jr. are available along with 150 or so other titles in the online bookstore at goodfaithmedia.org slash bookstore. And should anyone else have a good book idea, you will find information on that site for submitting a book manuscript for consideration. Good Faith Reads is a short podcast that features the authors of Nurturing Faith Books, the book publishing imprint of Good Faith Media. You'll find a variety of podcasts, videos, daily news and opinion, and much more at goodfaithmedia.org. Thanks for joining us.